At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach. Presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Happy Manic Monday here on the Detroit City Cast. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. So much to get to. National Championship game. We got Masters coming up in a few days. One of my favorite things to bet on of the entire sports calendar. We had a Colin Kaepernick showcase at halftime in the Michigan Spring Game. And of course, we've got Tigers opening day. Later this week, we'll get into all that stuff, including my amazing producer, the S-Man, Stephen Jung, lifelong North Carolina fan. I told him, as you heard on my show uh, before uh, the, the Final Four on Saturday, that not only did I think that both teams would cover the dogs, and, and obviously I was right about one, wrong about the other. But then I knew that at least one of those teams would win outright, and to me, the better chance was North Carolina. And what a performance the Tar Heels gave to now twice in the last month or so. Rock Coach K, they ended his regular season, you know, home career with a big win at Cameron, and then they ended his actual career, historic career, legendary career, as they. Dominated the final minutes in New Orleans to beat them to get to the national title game. And Steven has some very interesting feelings on North Carolina, what they were able to do to Coach K, and and his feelings on the national title game and future national title games. So we'll get into that later in the show as well. But let's take a trip right to the Motown betting window presented to you by Bet Rivers. Bunch of boosted bets tonight, as always. With Bet Rivers, I'm going to go through a few of those here, but also if you log in and place a $25 or more 
single pre-tournament wager on any golfer to win the Masters. You get $1 towards a free bet for each birdie and $2 towards a free bet for each eagle or better made in the Masters with that golfer. So that's a pretty great promotion. And you can check out at Bet Rivers right now, either on the website or on the app. Also, tonight, North Carolina and Kansas both to score over 75.5 total points uh, each, of course. It was plus 215, now boosted to plus 230. Some soccer action for you. We're going to have a lot of soccer picks on this show with obviously college basketball winding down. Baseball is about to get. Uh, you know, why, uh, about to get lifted off and get crazy soon, which will be a lot of fun. A lot of good early uh, season value on baseball. Uh, but tomorrow, you got Man City. It's 3 p.m. Eastern. Man City and Liverpool, always a huge game. Uh, or always huge soccer games on Monday, this part of the season when they're trying to win uh, the EPL. So it's Man City and Liverpool both to win. And that's, you know, full-time, not any uh, uh, extra action there. So, it was plus 380, now it's plus 425, both Man City and Liverpool, both to win in full time. So that is coming up tomorrow. And also tonight in the NHL, Bruins, Lightning, and Blues all to score three and a half goals or more, uh, or over, obviously over three and a half, you can't score three and a half goals, but to all go over three and a half goals, including overtime and shootouts, that was plus 425, it's now plus 475. Uh, at Bat Rivers. Now let's take a look at some of the lines that are going on right now. And I, of course, want to start with North Carolina and Kansas. This game is a very evenly bat. line is kind of stuck right where the, the Nova Kansas line, right where the Duke uh, UNC line has been. You got Kansas minus four, North Carolina plus four, Kansas minus the four, minus 112 right now at Bat Rivers, uh, North Carolina plus four, minus 108, Money Line Kansas minus 205, and North Carolina plus 163 the total over 151 and a half uh minus 109 the under 151 and a half is minus 110 of course a ton of props you can get at bet rivers you just click that more wagers button they've got player specials you know the top point scorer of the game favorites uh abaji plus 340 christian broad 10 to 1 mccormick 10 and a half to 1 Remy martin 12 to 1 uh as far as the kansas players go for uh, North Carolina, Caleb Love, plus 340. Brady Manick, plus 370. Uh, Armando Baycoat, who's going to be good for the game, even though he kind of got banged up in the win over Duke. He's 5-1. to one. And then R.J. Davis is 10-1. to one. You got uh, odds on players to score the first basket, player point totals. Uh, Abaji, for example, over under 16.5, the over minus 137, the under plus 103. Uh, Baycott, over plus uh, 14.5. Minus 125, under, minus 106, Caleb Love, over 17.5, which I like, by the way. Uh, minus 141, under, is plus 105, Brady Maddox, some big threes from him uh, in the game, and the win over Duke. His total is 16.5, over minus 132, under, minus, or even money at plus 100. So tons of stuff for you to get to when it comes to the game tonight. And I mentioned that boost that Bet Rivers has, that both North Carolina and Kansas to score over 75 and a half total points. It was plus 215, now plus 230. So always uh, some good value when you look at some of these boosts. You don't want to, you know, you want to be judicious when you take them when it comes to figuring out what are the ones you want to bang, uh, you know, some value on and other ones to stay away from. Uh, I actually like that over 
75-and-a-half both teams to score. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game because you saw what North Carolina was able to do in their game against Duke points-wise. And, of course, Kansas, I mean, if they get off to a good shooting start like they did against Villanova, they're going to have the ability to get in the 80s. This, could get, this game could be one of the higher-scoring uh, national title games in recent memory. There also, by the way, is the ability to bet different, you know, point outcomes uh, and, and all that stuff, as I mentioned, is on Bet Rivers or second half props. Uh, there's, of course, halftime props, rebounds, assists, all that stuff. So please check that out at Bet Rivers right now. As far as the local scene goes, of course, no NBA tonight. They take the night off to honor and give all the full stage to college basketball. About the Pistons, though, yesterday. 18 of their of their last 20 games they have covered. They went outright again against the Indiana Pacers. They're really starting to come, you know, and make their, their noise late in this season that if they get the right kind of piece in the draft to go along with Cunningham and Sadiq Bay and, so, and others, that next year could be a playoff year, at least a play-in tournament qualification year for the Pistons after being one of the worst teams in the NBA for much this year, at least record-wise. But they're really starting to come on. And they'll get back at it uh, in a couple days and will, of course, discuss the Pistons uh, the rest of the regular season and then look at what they could possibly do in the draft. But Detroit's next game will be home on Wednesday against the Mavericks at LCA. They'll go for their 19th of 21st cover, hopefully a back-to-back win uh, after the, the nice win over the Pacers on Sunday. We do the Wings, though, tomorrow. Wings definitely have been struggling. They just lost against Ottawa. Uh, they will host the Bruins at Little Caesars Arena tomorrow. Of course, the Wings lost to Ottawa 5-2 to on Sunday. And I want to give a shout-out to my man, Kenny Cal. He is fine. He has no symptoms, at least the last couple of days. But he is positive for COVID. He's going to be out for a little while calling Red Wings games one of my favorite people, not just in the business, but in life. So nothing but the best for Kenny. Stay healthy. And we can't wait to you, for you to get back and hear your brilliant calls with the man, our man Paul Woods as well on the Red Wings radio broadcast. But the Wings, uh, a pretty big uh, underdog at home to the Bruins. Bruins minus 205 on the money line, plus 175 for the Wings. The puck line for Boston, minus 1.5, plus 120. Red Wings, plus 1.5, minus 143. I don't see really any value in this game, uh, so I'm staying away from it. The total, by the way, 6 over minus 118, under plus 100. We'll talk more about that, though, tomorrow, as that game is Tuesday night at 7.30. And, of course, as I mentioned, the Masters coming up on Thursday at Augusta. We're going to have a full preview of the Masters uh, on the t- Terrific Tuesday show. And I'll give you my four top-level picks, including one that I've discussed with you for the last several weeks that I'm really excited to make. But right now, as you look at the odds, and it looks like Tiger Woods is probably going to play. He's been bombing the ball 290 uh, in some practice situations. His current odds, by the way, are 60-1. to 1. I think Tiger Woods might have trouble making the cut, even if he does play. Uh, but at least if he's in there, it's always going to make it for uh, an exciting time. And after all the injuries Tiger Woods has had, Coming back from the accident, it'd be nice to see him out there uh, for the first time in a couple years. So Justin Thomas, the favorite right now, Bet Rivers, along with John Rahm, they're both 11 to one. Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world, went a couple times in the last few weeks, last month or so. He's 14 to one. Victor Hovland, 16 to one, along with my man Cam Smith and Rory McIlroy, all 16 to one. I'm definitely fading Rory, just not playing great golf. And did play the Valero Texas, trying to get his game in order, getting ready for the Masters. Did make the cut. Didn't look good. I know you. Maybe not as interested as he would have been if it was Augusta, but I'm just I'm, not, I'm fading players like that right now. Uh, Patrick Cantley, 18 to one, along with Dustin Johnson, and then Brooks Kepka, Zandy, Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa, all there at 20 to one. Uh, we've not even gotten to my number one pick yet, so we'll get to that 
coming up on the Terrific Tuesday show. As I mentioned, Tigers baseball, regular season action this week, and a lot of different markets you can wager on when it comes to baseball. All the awards are up on there, and of course, futures odds at Bet Rivers uh, on the app and on the website. But as far as the Tigers go, regular season win total, 77.5, the over getting some action, minus 118, the under, minus 109. Uh, to make the playoffs, the no for Detroit is minus 500, the yes is plus 350. We're going to talk and have a full preview later in the week heading into opening day for the Tigers about just what this team could be this season. Yeah, bad news about Riley Green being hurt with a fractured foot out four to six, possibly even longer, four to six weeks. Um, But this team is really, really, I think, going to be able to come into their own in 2022. So many good young players mixed with some veterans and having A.J. Hinch there. This could be a wild card team. This season, there is a trendy pick around the country outside of Detroit for, you know, national baseball writers and different websites. So we're going to talk about all of that uh, later in the week as we get ready for Tigers baseball for the, you know, the real deal now. No more spring training, uh, but baseball getting going later this week with the Tigers. All right, let's trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends from Bet Rivers. Coming up next, I'm going to break down the national title game. Hopefully you listened to the show late last week, and I obviously was wrong about Villanova, but completely right about UNC and wanted UNC on the outright money line, and that's what we ended up getting. What a great game and a great win for the Tar Heels over Duke to end Coach K's historic tenure in Kansas. Off to a ridiculously hot shooting start and just kind of buried Nova early. Nova made their way back, but never could get below that 6.5 point mark, and Kansas ended up running away with it, and this should be a hell of a national title game. We'll break it all down coming up next right here on the Detroit CityCast, Manic Money Edition, brought to you by Bet Rivers. No more football? No problem. Bet Rivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet Rivers' many daily specials, or try your hand at live player props or same-game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast, with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Should be a hell of a national title game. And I know my dad's like, I can't believe it starts at 920 Eastern. My dad's only asleep by about 10. But listen, you gotta give some love to the West Coast people and uh, I know that some of you didn't make it, uh, even though it was a Saturday night, I don't know how, but some of uh, you know, my friends, maybe I need to find new friends, I'm kidding, uh, they fell asleep towards the end of the UNC Duke game, which was one of the greatest games in Final Four history, but tonight it should be very similar, and we discussed uh, you know, throughout last week that I felt that both underdogs had a great chance of winning outright, I said that I knew at least one would do it, and I, I felt that North Carolina probably had the better chance, and that's what happened. And listen, Villanova had their opportunities late in that game against Kansas. But when you start shooting as well as Kansas did, and Abaji, I believe he was 6-6 six six at first, and they were all three-pointers. He was incredible. And just, you know, Braun and McCormick, and the way that team was just able to do what they needed to from the field. Uh, you know, McCormick ended with, with 25 points and 10-12 shooting. And of course, Villanova, I was kind of going against the grain, you know, as they lost Justin Moore, but... They, they still were an incredibly, uh, you know, balanced team. Gillespie got his points. I mean, they had their chances, but Kansas was too good, and they ended up 
pulling away and winning it big 81 to 65. But what a game for North Carolina against their bitter rival in Coach K's last season to end his season basically twice. I mean, of course, they didn't end it by beating him in Cameron Indoor in the, the final game of the regular season. But it felt like a finality type thing as they pounded him there. And then to do it in the tournament the first time and the hundredth time that these guys had played during Coach K's tenure, and it was 50-49 Duke, by the way, in that series, that the first time they ever played him in the tournament, it's for a right to go to the national title game. And North Carolina was the better team. Duke has all these NBA possible lottery picks and, and guys that are, you know, top-level college players, some of the better college players in recent years. You know, guys like Bonchero and the way, you know, he he played with 20 in, in the game in, in North, against North Carolina. And, you know, guys like Moore and Griffin and Williams. I mean, it was, Duke was filled, a star-studded Blue Devils team, but North Carolina... And the reason that I gave throughout last week is when you, North Carolina, I had a great chance to win it outright, even as the underdog, is because this is a team, even though it's Hubert Davis's first year and it's really still Roy Williams's team, that they're playing different under Hubert Davis. And the comments he made going back last week when he said, there's no pressure for us. And it wasn't like he was trying to say we're playing with house money. Because they are an eight seed, and that is, when you get to the Final Four as an eight seed, that is, you know, in a way, house money. But it's like kind of how I mentioned and discussed on the various shows that I do and did back when Michigan made the title game against Villanova. And I remember going out with Mike Valenti on 97-1 here and him asking me, is this like playing with house money? I mean, do they have to win or is it still a success? And I said, listen, yeah, if they don't win this game against Villanova, it's still an incredible year, but it's not house money to me. You, you don't have these opportunities often. Sometimes teams never have these opportunities. If you're in a school like Toledo or Eastern Michigan or, you know, San Jose State, yes, I, those are, you know, programs that are probably never going to have a chance to get to a title game, and most people don't think they ever would, but you never know. I mean, George Mason almost went to the national title game. Butler got there a couple of times. You've got to take advantage of those opportunities when you get there. So it wasn't like Hubert Davis was saying we're playing with house money. We have no pressure. He was saying, listen, we just rock Duke at Cameron. We're not afraid of anybody. And I said, throughout this tournament, when you go back to the first game against Marquette, when they won by 32, beating Baylor, a one seed, and yes, um, you know, they almost blew that game in the end, but, you know, that's one seeds are supposed to be able to find a way to come back as their favorite against a team like North Carolina. Beat UCLA, who I thought had a great chance against the Final Four. Of course, St. Peter's, Paul, and Mary, no match for North Carolina in the end. But that was a team that just kept winning and winning. And then, of course, to take down Duke. I don't think there's any team that overall has played better in this tournament than North Carolina. Not to say that Kansas hasn't played great as well, but, you know, when you look at Kansas, maybe they're the team that's played the second best overall. Not just because they're in the national title game, but when you look at what they did, first round, Texas Southern, easy win. You know, Creighton was closer than the experts thought it would be. You know, I thought Providence was going to beat them outright. That was a close win for by, by five points. They did rock Miami. And then, of course, beat Villanova down one of their best players. But I still think if you look at North Carolina's ledger and Kansas's ledger, overall, North Carolina has played better and beat better teams. So that's what my, my process and my theory was about why I thought they had a great chance to beat Duke and, and, and beat them outright. And we've talked about North Carolina, but not for much of this tournament. The only game... I wasn't on North Carolina was when earlier in the tournament they played UCLA. I just thought UCLA with the same team that went to the Final Four last year beat Michigan 
was going to be able to kind of slow down the, the, the Tar Heel balance and beat them in the end. And, and I was wrong about that. But every other game I've been on North Carolina, and this is a team that is just so much fun to watch. They've got scoring all over the place. You know, it looks like Baycoat's going to be okay. So that would have been a huge injury for North Carolina and his uh, almost 17 points a game and 13 rebounds. Caleb Love, huge shots, big threes. You know, all all over the place, this guy can nail shots uh, in big moments. He averages almost, you know, 17 points a game. Manic with some big threes against Duke. I mean, Davis, a great free throw shooter, made some late. I, I look at this, this, this game, it's definitely a toss-up. But it's the same reasoning that I've given you with North Carolina for much of this tournament. They are fearless. They are being completely in tune and synergetic and well-coached by Hubert Davis. And after they beat Duke, yes, it could be a natural letdown. But after they beat Duke, that was such a big you know, block in the road for them. This huge rival, Coach K's last year, all the NBA lottery picks that Duke has, to get them... There's no team they can't beat. And I've said that for a while in North Carolina. And I think this game is going to be a back-and-forth affair, much like Duke-UNC was. I think that neither team is going to have big leads in this game. And it's going to come down to who can make free throws and hit big shots late. And to me, it's going to be a guy like Caleb Love. It's going to be a triple for Brady Manick. And, you know, Kansas is going to get theirs. That is an incredibly well-coached team. And they're a team that can just completely lift off and put you in the background and take a 10, 15 point lead before you know it. But I think when you look at what Abaji's going to be able to do tonight, he's going to get his. Can they slow down McCormick? Can they slow down Harris? And I think that North Carolina, the way they played defense, when they played solid defense against Duke, against Duke can do that. And in the end, I think the North Carolina Tar Heels are going to be cutting down the nets and winning the national championship in New Orleans on Monday night. And as I mentioned, the spread at Bent Rivers right now, minus four for Kansas, minus 112. North Carolina, plus four, minus 108. I actually have a couple plays on North Carolina because we saw that line at four and a half for a little bit. I had four and a half. And the money line, uh, it's 164 is where I believe I got it. It's 163 now. Uh, Kansas, minus 205 on the money line as well. And the total I'm staying away from. I do believe it's going to be a high-scoring game, so I'm going to lean on the over. But I have no opinion on the total of this game. It is 151 and a half, over minus 109, and under minus 110. I think the hero of the game tonight, I think for Kansas, it'll be a Abaji in the, in the losing effort. But I think the hero of the game tonight for Carolina is going to be Caleb Love. I think Maddox will have some big threes too, but look for Caleb Love uh, to be named the mo- maybe the most outstanding player of the Final Four. And he's going to be a factor tonight in the biggest kind of way. I think Carolina wins this game 78-75, to 75, maybe a late three by Love. This game could go to overtime. Uh, but I think Carolina gets the job done and gets that national championship in Hubert Davis's first year after they beat Duke and ended Coach K's historic career. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun watching the national title game from NOLA later tonight. So that's my official DTM prediction, Sasquatch prediction for you, 78-75, North Carolina, Caleb Love, the hero of the game tonight. And coming up, we're going to talk with my fearless producer, the great Stephen Jung, North Carolina fan for life and some very interesting thoughts he has on the win over Duke and the game tonight. We'll get to that coming straight up on the Manic Money Edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. 
In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. And here he is, award-winning producer, incredible human being, sometimes can be a little negative, but not lately. It's my fine and fabled producer who does so many other things around the sporting and broadcast world that dealing with me can be a lot for him. But we've, you know, he loves me too. The great Steven Jug. What is going on, my friend? How's it going, Dan? How are you? Well, I'm great. We got a chance to talk uh, after the big North Carolina win. I just I want to kind of give you a chance to explain in a second here where your fandom comes from and kind of how you were feeling over the weekend. But I will say this. When we talked on Saturday night, it was a rare time. And I was so excited for you being this big, lifelong North Carolina fan. A rare time where you didn't hate sports and you were excited. And, and it was something that I told you that North Carolina was going to win earlier in the week. You didn't believe me. Not that you didn't want to believe me. But you're like, there's no way they're going to beat Duke twice. No way they're going to end Coach K's, you know, historic career. But give the people a little flavor of why you've been a North Carolina fan. And we'll get into how you were feeling over the weekend. It's, it's a pretty crappy story, actually. Like, I can't share, um, <laughs> like, there was no family dynamic to it. My parents are not fans of like American sports. They, um, you know, they'll, they'll watch the Olympics, but they, yeah, I, I didn't get it from that. Um, so it wasn't like Dean Smith as a kid, like you wrote a letter to Dean Smith and he wrote back, Steven, you're my favorite ever uh, letter writer. You're my, and you just fell in love with North Carolina. It wasn't like that. No, I, I think the, the logical explanation is, um, I grew up a Bulls fan and Michael Jordan played in Chicago, obviously. And, um, I simply liked how their public address announcer at the time, his name's Ray Clay. And, um, for the people who are, I think, classic NBA fans, they'll they'll know what the Bulls' opening introduction was like. I'm sure you remember. Serious as well. by Serious by Alan Parsons' project. It was amazing. Yeah, and um, the announcer Ray Clay, the the PA announcer, who I I can't even try to imitate his voice. It has that much presence to it. Um, he would <laughs> he would always announce from North Carolina or at guard from North Carolina, six, six, Michael Jordan. No, you'd uh, say from North Carolina. Right, right. See, you're very good at it. That's why you're a professional. Um, oh, thank you. You're a professional too, in a different way. So that's why I, that, that initially I'm like, oh, okay, North Carolina, that, that, that sounds cool. Michael Jordan's awesome. You know, who's not going to be a fan of that. And then, um, and then to be honest, I think I was watching a UNC Duke game, like right after like hearing that introduction one time. And I'm like, I like the lighter shade of blue better than the darker shade of blue. And that's kind of how it just happened. And then, um, and then coincidentally at, at that time, like it was Vince Carter, Antoine James, like that Carolina team was awesome. Like they, they were probably one of the five best teams in college basketball to never win and to not win a national championship. So, you know, that was an easy team to root for that. Like there's it's like this team's going up and down. Like they're not playing games in the fifties. Like you always saw back then in college basketball, like they were going up and down, like alley you passes all the time. Like, this is fun. This is really fun. And I, I think that's how it started. So no great story. It, it was just kind of a coincidental series of events that kind of led to this point. Well, it doesn't have to be a great story. You know, when you end up falling in love with the team, which I know you, you have, and we, we, we and you have discussed, your love for North Carolina and obviously the anxiety about the game against Duke and this run through the tournament. And, and obviously North Carolina is an eight seed, but tonight you're, and we'll get into the game tonight in a second, but you take the seeds out. These are both teams that are playing like one seeds. The the way the two teams in the national title game through a crazy upset ridden NCAA tournament should, 
But as I mentioned, we talked on Saturday night. I couldn't have been happier for you because I know what it's like to have your team in you know, the Final Four and then the national title game. And obviously Michigan, they did it twice in seven years. and They, they lost to Louisville in a really controversial call with Peyton Siva and, and Trey Burke. And then Villanova was just obviously too good of a team, clearly the better team in, in 2018. But I want you to explain how you were feeling on Saturday night, and then some really interesting comments you made to me. Not, I'm not trying to like you know give you a hard time on this, but you had mentioned something about the win and how it made you feel, and and, and in the future of North Carolina basketball, and something that you weren't really that concerned with anymore. Just kind of go through what it was like for you on Saturday night, and then and then the very interesting comments you made to me. Yeah, so I'll start before the game. Um, because this is Hubert Davis's first year, I I have nothing to go off of. Right. Like we, we don't really know what he and I think to a certain degree, we still don't. Um, we can be prisoner of the moment and say he's going to be the greatest coach ever in North Carolina because he's doing this right. with with an eight seed. But we don't know. Right. Um, so I judged most of what I thought going into this weekend off of what Roy Williams did as coach at North Carolina. And that was. When Roy's teams were good, I think Roy gets a bad reputation throughout the national media and through a lot of people who just follow the sport because he's an easier target. He doesn't sound overly intellectually brilliant, right? He's got the southern drawl, and I think he's an easy target. He he never he isn't a self promoter, um, but in reality, when his teams were one and one or two seats, they were at least getting to the elite eight, like every right. single season. Um, the years where they were six seed or worse, they they weren't making it out of the second round. Um, so he never had this run of, oh my God, how is this team gonna? How how did this team make the final four? In fact, North Carolina hasn't had a run like this since 2000 when they were an eight seed and they made the final four. So basing it off that, I'm like, eh, this team's not that good. I think they're okay. Um, but I think you said they were the 12th best North Carolina team in the last 15 years. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I, I think like there are teams um, in North Carolina history that didn't make the tournament that I think are more talented than this than this team. So going off that, I'm like, yeah, they're probably they're, they're not going to beat Coach K twice now with this roster, and they're not going to make like this team isn't going to do what they have a chance to do tonight. Um, the game went on. Um, the game went about the way I thought it was going to go. It, it was close. It was nip and tuck throughout. At the end, I thought Duke was going to pull away, and I think Duke wins the game if they hit a couple free throws, but um, but they didn't, and so they win the game. And I'm at that point just emotionally exhausted because this is completely unprecedented, right? You and you're there's there's about ten thousand things that that happened as a result of this game. Number one, you're now playing for a national championship, which becomes like the 15th storyline of the game, right? Right. Then you end Mike Krzyzewski's career in the Final Four against his... Like, there, there are so many... You know, so you're like, what in the world really, really happened um, in this in this situation? And then uh, when, when I was talking to you after the game... I realized it was it was the first time since I think it was like November third, two thousand sixteen, because that's the day the, the Cubs clinched the World Series for the first time since nineteen oh eight. That was the last time where I felt this emotionally exhausted after a sporting yep. event, and it kind of like rem- and and I needed the reminder of like like this is kind of why you you love watching and you love being committed and emotionally invested in it. It, it 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 had been a long time like the bears haven't played a meaningful meaningful football game in a while um the bulls haven't played a meaningful basketball game probably since 2011 when they were in the eastern conference and lost to the heat 
Um, and the Cubs haven't played a meaningful baseball game realistically since they clinched the World Series. Don't and forget about those Blackhawks. That's true, but, you know, I'm like the Blackhawks. It's been I'm, a while I'm for a, them, too, though. I'm a bandwagon fan of the Blackhawks, and I'm not going <laughs> to shy away wrong from with that. that. Um, so it was, it, it was almost a shocking culture shock reminder of what this felt like. But it was that on steroids because this this is so unique, right? That this that particular game um, on Saturday night was probably the most unique college basketball game in history, right? So that's that that, that was my feeling. Um, as you it was definitely me, one of the like best games in college game basketball ended. history. It was definitely you know maybe one of the best games in college basketball history, definitely in the Final Four. But I thought it was fascinating that you told me as well after the game. I think you actually responded to a tweet that I put up, that I didn't name you by name, but definitely alluded to it being you that said it, that you wouldn't care if North Carolina won on Monday night or maybe even won again after they were, whatever they would do, after they were able to do what they did to Coach K. Do you still feel that way? I mean, because that's kind of a reactionary, visceral thing. And I, I understand, while I thought it was crazy, I understood exactly where you're coming from because, yes, winning a national title is what it's all about. But to win the game the way you did on Saturday night and in a bitter rivalry in the 100th meeting during Coach K's tenure of that bitter rivalry, which now, by the way, is 50-50, each team has won 50 games, to, to end Coach K's career that way and get to the title game in the, in, in, you know, via that, I, I understand where you were coming from. Do you still feel like it wouldn't matter if they win the national title, you'll still be happy? I would still be happy. Um, I'm not going to say like I'd prefer them to lose tonight. Um, Obviously. If they... If they also win tonight, I think it's the best season in North Carolina basketball history because it was so unexpected. And the the events that then happened up until that, I mean, you know, they knocked off the defending national champion in in round two. They end Coach K's career. And then even um, tonight against Kansas, Bill Self's 3-0 against Kansas. And by the way, there's a very weird storyline that's not being covered in this game. Kansas is likely going to get like a like at least yeah. a one season postseason ban next year. So if they win tonight, they're probably not going to be able to defend their national championship, which is very like it's kind of this awkward storyline that's not being looked at at, at all. Um, but you know, if, if Carolina wins tonight, this is probably the best season in in their program's history because of all the events that have happened in the tournament. But um. From my perspective, I mean, the season's an overwhelming success. Like, you you eternally have bragging rights against Duke. And yep. um, I, I'm, I'm not really a Duke hater. I typically don't care about what they do unless North Carolina is playing them. But this season I did. I, I just didn't want it to end with Coach K winning a national championship because, um, and I'm going to go off on, on a tangent here, but, like, this is a program that's protected by the national media because there's so many Duke alums in the national media, right? So right. there's never going to be a truly objective point of view. And, like, no one's going to actually bring up that, hey, like, one of the national championships he beat was against Butler. So, like, should that really count as something that's like, oh, my God, he won a freaking national championship against Butler? Um you know, there there are other rounds where he consistently had very, very easy draws. Um People say that he's so much better at the one and done than John Calipari, even though they've had the exact amount, the exact same amount of success and the exact same amount of failure. But because Coach K is more protected and more liked, no one's going to bring that up. So, like, but that's a tangent, right? Um, 
to answer your original question, like me on an emotional level, winning a national championship would be great, but I, I don't think the feeling will supersede what happened on Saturday night, if I'm being completely no. honest. Yeah, no, I think you make a great point. I, I get it. And I, that was the tweet that I wrote. I, I talked about, you know, our conversation and that, you know, crushing Coach K twice, ending his historic tenure means more than winning a national title. And we, we had your response was, I don't think I'll care if UNC never meets Duke ever again. I don't think it's even an exaggeration. And another guy responded, Jason Fallabot, it's on my Twitter, it's the other Johnny 7 once said, diehard UNC Hoops fan for 36 years. Your friend is 100% right. This might be my favorite season ever. And that's why we, Steven, you and me, you know, I give you a hard time sometimes because it seems like you hate everything when it comes to the Bears or the Bulls or whatever. But this is why we love sports. Because you mentioned that you had been emotional for the first time since the Cubs. That you were, you know, overtired and exhausted after watching that game because you care so much. That, even if it doesn't happen all the time, obviously, and for me, I'm built a different way. I'm just nuts. I love everything. And I'm always, you know, filled with excitement and anxiety with games because I just watch everything and love my teams. But it doesn't mean that there's you're in any less of a stead there to see the way you felt. And I remember talking to you and just that connection we had during that conversation to be so happy for you after this win. That's why we love sports. And it doesn't matter if they win the national title for, I'm not saying if they, if they don't win it, you know, you, you say you're not going to root for them not to win it, but if they don't win it, you've got this historic win over Duke, an incredible year, a national title game appearance in Hubert Davis's first season. And to me, the way he's coached the team this year, the, the ceiling is extremely high. The future looks very bright for this team. And as you mentioned, this isn't even one of the better teams in the last 15, 20 years for UNC, yet they're playing for a national title tonight. Right, right. Right now in the moment, like, you can't feel any better if you're a supporter of North Carolina basketball. And that that's strange, right? Because as of two months ago, there were a lot of people who probably wanted Hubert Davis to be a one-and-done coach. Yeah, they were a bubble program. team. Before they beat Duke, they were a bubble team, Steve, and they barely had the tournament. Right. And, you know, this also goes to show you like college basketball games in January, December and November should not matter. I mean, Kentucky has beat Kentucky beat both of the teams representing the national championship game tonight, one by 18 and they beat North Carolina by 29 and they lost to St. Peter's in the first round. Um, But, yeah, this is um, you, you can't feel any better about what's what's going on right now in North Carolina. Um, but I will say this, like we have, we haven't seen this magnitude of a run before, but we've seen plenty of coaches who make runs out of nowhere, who, you know, they usually get better jobs after that and they completely flame out. Right. Um, so a lot remains to be seen. I think the transfer portal changes everything in college basketball because now teams don't need to build their rosters around recruiting anymore. And, you know, you can honestly build your team around getting junior and senior transfers in. And I think most coaches would actually prefer that because you bring in some veteran leadership and some veteran experience there. Um, So we'll have to see. I think college basketball is going to change very, very quickly because of the transfer portal a lot more than college football has. And college football has changed a lot. Um, So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I I couldn't be more more happy as a fan right now. And, you know, the benefit of having Hubert Davis at North Carolina, too, if he does work out, you know, he's not going anywhere. Right. So you have you have coaching stability there for a long time, too. And and that's that's a huge benefit. And I said this uh, on my show, I said this to you over the weekend. There's not I mean, yeah, Kansas is is pretty close. They played some tough, you know, close games against Providence 
uh, and you see, you know, some other teams in the tournament. I don't think there's a team that has played overall better throughout this tournament than North Carolina. So the big question becomes, what happens tonight? I have officially given my selection. I have North Carolina, your Tar Heels, beating Kansas. Caleb Love, the most outstanding player. 78-75 the final. How does the S-man, how does the S-man see it? Yeah, I'm buying into the narrative that it's going to be an emotional letdown of sorts. Um, I also think that Kansas just has a little bit room, more room for air. They they play more guys. So um, I, I have a weird feeling that the refs are going to have a bad night tonight. They've had uh, a lot of bad nights in this tournament, that's for sure. Right. I, I have a bad feeling. And, like, they're going to call a ticky-tack foul on Baycott. Like, in the first five minutes, it kind of screws him over for the rest of the game. Um, I think Kansas just has a little bit more room for error. Um, but if Caleb Love goes for 20, I think UNC wins. So um, to go on your point there, um, like Caleb Love has to be the best player on the floor, I think, for North Carolina to win. Um, just a little bit too much room for Kansas. Plus, um, it's one of the things where I have to see Bill Self lose to North Carolina before I can see North Carolina beating Kansas, if that makes sense. All right, fair enough. So do I get a prediction for you, or are you just going to skirt the issue here? Um, I think Kansas wins, but doesn't cover. I, I think they win by three. All right, so it's an, it's an emotional hedge. You can take North Carolina plus the points, and Kansas wins by three. I think Kansas is going to lose tonight and make you even happier than you were when we talked on Saturday night. I'm looking forward to hopefully making that call around, I don't know, one in the morning when the game ends. It starts at 920 Eastern. Uh, Steven, thanks so much as always. Thanks for all the great stuff you do for my show and so many others. And I want nothing more than North Carolina to get you a national title tonight. So I'll be rooting for North Carolina, both find it both financially, but emotionally for you as well. I appreciate that. Thank you. You got it. That's Stephen Jung, my great producer, big North Carolina guy. The national title game comes up later tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Keep remembering to share it, subscribe, tell all your friends about it. We've won a lot of money for you. We'll keep doing it. We got master stuff coming up this week. Tigers opening day. Uh, hopefully a big cash tonight on North Carolina Moneyline and plus the four as well. Thanks again to Stephen Jung and all of you. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch on national title game night. Go UNC. Out.